Hey y'all, welcome to Life Coach BFF Show. Do you want to confidently parent your teen while remaining sane and still finding joy in your everyday? Do concerns of their safety, mental health, influences of social media and the ACT, as well as the act, frighten and keep you awake at night? Following a move, finding myself lonely, isolated, and drowning in the realities of parenting teenagers, I felt completely lost and depleted. After a year of sitting in loneliness, I knew it had to stop. I transformed my mindset to something I call living on green, and I'm going to teach it to you. In this podcast, we're giving all things to God, find beauty in the brokenness, triumphs through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy in establishing balance. I'm your new BFF, Heather, and you're not lonely anymore. We're in this together. Get your axe spray out, pick up those dirty gym socks, put your lip gloss on, and let's do this. Hey, Steph. Oh, I'm so excited about today. Woohoo, girl party. Yes, this is the girl party. This is so fun. This is our first time to put our interview out there on YouTube. Have you done this before with your podcast? Um, only through other interviews, but not my podcast, not your podcast. Okay. Well, this is going to be so fun. Okay. So guys, we have Stephanie Pletka with us. She's mom of four, a motivational speaker, host of the motherhood mindset podcast and author. I love this of living your best life, which is what we all hope to do. Live our best lives. Right. Steph. She exactly. Yes. She helps women navigate the messy parts of motherhood to celebrate the goodness in the hard places and write your own story. I love that stuff. So tell us a little bit more about that, about, uh, tell us about your book. Like what was going on in your life when you wrote this book? Oh my goodness. I had four kids under seven years old. (laughs) I, I remember thinking this is so hard. I was in corporate life and you know, you know, when you're doing good or bad, someone either pats you on the back or kicks you in the butt, but you're like, you know, you had people to talk to in the office at the water cooler and you're, you know, doing contracts and making deals. And then you go home and you're trying to bribe a kid to, you know, pee. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this is so hard. I couldn't believe how just, oh, it was crazy. And I felt like my life was so out of control. And so I was sitting on the end of my bed And all this self-doubt, you know, all these expectations of other people, or maybe even expectations from myself. And you just look around and you're comparing yourself to everyone else and, you know, all the social media. And I just thought there has got to be a better way. I, this mom suffrage is not working for me. And I wanted to be able to embrace the fun and the goodness and find all those little gold nuggets and give myself gold stars and grace instead of being like, okay, my to-do list is my boss and I only got 16 things done today and only four of them well. So I, you know, stink as a mom, but instead I'm like, oh, you know, and the kids are in the back and, and I'm like in the car and I say, oh my goodness, you know, look, we did you know, this halfway or mom did this. And can you believe that? Or I'm lost, but it's okay. Nobody's going to die today. We're just going to recircle the wagons and we're going to be all right. And I would hear the kids say, you know, they would drop milk in the kitchen and they'd be like, oh man, well, I'm going to give myself grace today. (laughs) (laughs) What a 
good lesson, uh, Stephanie, that you taught them so early. Well, yeah, because I wanted them to look back and say, mom had a great life. You know, recently my 18 year old, he said, mom, uh, this was on my bucket list and um, that he wanted to go skydiving. Now at this point in my age, you know, I'm thinking, I just want to live. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to live. <laughs> and, but he's like, mom, I really want to go skydiving. And I, he picked me to go with him. And you know, when your kids ask you to do things at this point in life, you're just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump all in. And I thought, I don't want, I want to celebrate life. And I want kids to look back later and think, mom was fun. You know, it, it was fun. Her life was fun. Mom does not have to be suffrage. We can celebrate it and we can write our own story. Okay. I love that you went skydiving because I'm all about fun and adventure and doing things with my kids, but I'm drawing the line at skydiving. <laughs> it was scary. I felt for the guy that was going to push me out of that plane. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think I would have probably grabbed. I, mean, I can, I'm envisioning myself right now, grabbing onto the sides of the doors. Just no. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> you did? Did you really yeah. do that? Yeah, but this guy was in the military and he had like 2,300 jumps under his belt and he uh -huh. just brought such a calm and an assurance that it was going to be okay. I just believed it. Okay. Uh, well, I would have to have at least that, if not more to, to do that. And so, I'm thinking... I think in life too, we're the ones who bring the assurance and the trust in life to our kids, right? We create that yes. environment. I agree. I agree. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I got so excited. I'm like, yes, me too. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here with you. This is so fun. Okay. You, I've been watching you on Instagram and you have delivered two children, I think in the last week to college, two out of your four. Yep, that's right. This weekend, there was a lot of tears. Oh, packing. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I did not know that there would be so much emotion in all this. It was, there was a combination, we had talked about this earlier, of a please don't leave, grab them by the ankles and, you know, squalling. It's like my life flashed before my eyes. Oh. And then at the same time, it's like, oh my God, I get the house to myself. Party! <laughs> <I know. laughs> I mean, I have the same thoughts and emotions. I know exactly what you're talking about, but now, okay, were, are they at two different colleges or the same college, two different move-ins? So they are in the same college, one's a junior and one's a freshman. Okay. And they're, the, the crazy thing is, is yesterday when I dropped them off together, uh, the second, the, the, the younger kid, when he was in preschool, they were in preschool together. And I remember one would not go into the class without holding the other one's hand. Oh. I dropped them off yesterday. Oh my gosh. They were side by side carrying all their things. And I just, I had that vision again and it was all I could do to keep it together. I mean, that's all I can do right now to keep it together. Thinking about that. That's so sweet. That is so sweet. So I had lunch with a group of ladies two days ago and one of the ladies out of the whole group Let's see, there were five of us. So I have taken two to college drop off. This was her first drop off. And her heart, I mean, I felt so 
bad for her because she mentioned several times, I'm just sad. And I mean, tears would come to her eyes and you know how you just want to make it better. You, 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 I wrapped my arms around her. I said, you're going to be okay, but it's, it is hard. That's the only, I'm not trying to get you upset either. by talking about it but it is difficult because you know that the dynamic of your family is changing first of all and they're so they're missed you get up in the morning and they're not there and the the other children I mean even now at this point my youngest who is 11 he will say, he will mention the two, our two oldest, and he will say, I wish that they would move back home. And one is married in Hawaii and one is a senior in college. So they're clearly not going to move back home, but your heart, it does. It just, it, ah, it, it just grabs you for the children who are still home. Yes. Because there's a sense of loss. It really is a Mm -hmm. death of sorts. (laughs) And I could even cry now because Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You think about like the night before everybody was cleaning their room and telling stories and you're like, this is actually the last night. And a lot of times I'm, when I speak, I tell, I tell moms, I tell women savor the moment because even though I knew this night was coming, we don't always know it's coming. You know, this could be vacation 299 of 300. This could be the last conversation in the car, or it could be the last anything. You know, when my sister and I were little, we had, we lived on the lake and we jumped on the trampoline and the trampoline was like a preposition to us. We jumped on it, over it, under it, around it. I mean, it was like our (laughs) life, our fun, our entertainment. And, you know, when the summer wrapped up, I didn't realize that was just going to be the last, like best summer we ever had. You know, it was Mm -hmm. just, you just don't know. You don't know to savor the moment. The last time the kid is like, mom, please drop me off, you know, a a block away. Please don't kiss me anymore or hug me in public. You just don't know. So I always say, savor those moments. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it may not be a college drop off. I have friends who have lost children. And so you, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to see, I mean, you're, you pretty much know you're going to see these kids again, unless the Lord calls them home, you're going to, but yeah, I have friends who, yeah, savor the moment. That's, that's the whole point. Savor the moment. And all the, all the feels that you were saying that we feel and, and you were giving your friend a hug and you were giving them hope. And that is awesome because we need the hope. Just like you saying that, you know, your kids right now are flying, they're productive citizens and you did it and you know that they're happy and that feels so good. But also we have to feel all that. It's like giving birth. You, it has to go through the entire process, you know, of all the feels. And then you come out on the other side and we're not going to die. It's just, I always say that endings create new beginnings. You know, our circle is going to get bigger. They're going to bring friends home. They're going to get married. There's going to be babies. I mean, all of the goodness. And until we allow them to walk through that door, you know, all that other stuff is not going to come back to us. So we really have to let it go. Right, right. Well, and two, I think it's so good for us to share our true feelings because when she said, I've just been really sad. And I thought, you know what, good for you that you've put it out here to four other women, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we hold all those feelings inside. And 
that's the worst thing that we can do. And then another thing is just by not sharing how we felt when we walked through those doors of dropping a child off. I think that's so important to, to do that for your friends, to be honest and say, look, I had a terrible time. I had a terrible time. And this was another comment that was made. She said, you know, I haven't heard from him much. We're so close and I haven't heard from him much. And I said, you know what? You've done your job. You are, have done your job. He is flying then. He's happy. He's doing well. And he will call you. He will definitely call you. But I think as parents, sometimes we forget that they're trying to find their place too. Just like we're at home and we're kind of trying to figure out, you know, we're going to Costco and we're not buying the same groceries that we were buying. We're not buying for this child anymore. Exactly. I'm used to buying, you know, I need four pounds of this and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I mean, three of them are boys. And so they eat every 12 minutes. And I used to look at these older people that would come into the deli and they're like, I want two slices of this. And I was like, oh my Lord, (laughs) (laughs) will I be this person (laughs) ordering two slices because I'm not ordering four pounds anymore. But, um, I do love that women want connection and we want Mm -hmm. community. We need relationships and authenticity. And that's where we thrive. And really it's like stealing from another person when you put your makeup on and you're looking so amazing. And you're like, I haven't, like you haven't cried. Like you're just flying, you're sailing through it because that's not real. People can't relate to that. So I think, you know, more than anything, just say your truth. Just say your truth. Yeah. Well, and when you say your truth, you, you give that gift to someone else that allows them to be themselves, their authentic selves. I think it's a gift. Do you not? Absolutely. Otherwise we're sitting on the couch of isolation. You know, we're sitting on this couch of just no one understands and, and you don't want to reach out. It just creates a, you know, more of a snowball effect that, You don't want to tell anybody because obviously they don't feel this way. Look how great they look and everything's perfect, but it is not. Life is just maintenance. It is not perfect. There's always something to cut or lawn to mow or kids to take care of, dishes to wash. Nothing is perfect. You can try to fool people, but it ain't going to fly. (laughs) (laughs) You're exactly right. It is not going to fly with anybody, is it? We Mm -hmm. all know life is not perfect. Nobody has the perfect life. Girl, you cannot put a filter on that. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had a filter right now to put on this. What about my background? What do you think about this? I love it. I'm just, I didn't know we were going to do actual, you know, and so I just, I had already set up everything and they're probably in the background going, what is that? That's just like my patio slide door. (laughs) I love it. Well, I I, love your background. You're so cute. Thank you. Well, I did this a few weeks ago and so I use it with all my zoom calls. So it looks like I need to wear camouflage during my meetings, maybe. Wouldn't that be funny? Like like the weather girl in her green. It's like, I hear her voice, but I don't see her. (laughs) I could have camouflage and then, you know, I'm from Mississippi. So I could always have like a shotgun with me. And then that would I feel like Sasquatch is going to be walking behind you in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Get one of the boys to dress up and yeah. Okay. So talking about that, Stephanie, about just our feelings and how, we don't need to mask our feelings. We need to be our true selves. I think a lot of the reason why women 
don't put themselves out there is they fear being judged. And I've talked a lot about this recently in Instagram stories. I've done some videos and I did a poll and it turns out that, I, I mean, I was just amazed at the number of women who admittedly said they feel judged by other women. Do you feel that way? So this is my take on it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't okay. care. I'm so, so it's, it's, happy to hear you say this because I that, don't either. Uh, yeah. But that uh, came with counseling that came with time because uh-huh. I used to be the biggest people pleaser. And it's like Oz behind the curtain. You know, you've got that big, loud voice. It's like, oh, we're judging you. And at some point, you're not living true to yourself. You're living, you're spinning plates and trying to please and acclimate. And are you mad? Is everybody okay? And it is a full-time job to keep others happy. And the sad part is, is you are not living to your true potential. You're not even being yourself because you're living, you're trying to meet these unmet expectations that will always disappoint. There will be people in your life that will come in and they'll want a certain thing from you that maybe you can't provide, or you're trying to provide, or you're trying to be like, am I enough? You know, I've done all these things for you and I'm still not getting that love. It's like, you don't appreciate or care, but a lot of times people in our lives, it's like a bucket full of holes they just literally do not have the capacity or the resources to give you the love or the thing that you are looking for. You have to find it within yourself. You have to pray. You've got to go to counseling. You've got to be an advocate for yourself. You've got to be a dream defender and you've got to go for it. So people are going to judge. That's like saying, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out because what if it rains today? Or what if the wind blows it's gonna, it's gonna happen. So now you have got to fortify yourself and be like, okay, when this does happen, how am I going to react? Am I going to go crazy over this? And am I going to take it personal? And I can't live my true self because I'm tiptoeing constantly on the eggshells or like you're on a swing and your toes are swinging so high, your toes are touching the sky kind of freedom, you know, like, like the water going off a duck's back. So that's how you have to be because judgment, um, unmet expectations, all of that will be with you always like death and taxes, you know, live to be true to you and write your own story. Yes. And I mean, it's exhausting to try to please everyone. It's completely exhausting. And here's the deal, Stephanie, Jesus could not even please everyone when he was on earth. That's right. You know, if he couldn't do it, I sure can't. If he could not make it happen, (laughs) Heather Petty will never be able to make that happen. And we're from, we're from, you know, Alabama and Mississippi. So, I mean, you know, there's not much we can't do. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Speaking of pleasing everyone. So I have four children, you have four children And like we said, you can't please everyone. Do you ever, or have you ever felt judged by your children? Your children are getting a little bit older. When you have teenagers, I know sometimes that that's when it'll come into play. And I always laugh when I hear these mommy bloggers that have like a two-year-old and a four-year-old and they want to tell everybody how it is, or these podcasters, you, you really haven't lived until you've had a 12-year-old. 
You haven't parented. <laughs> You're not really parenting until you have a 12 year old is what I think. You haven't really right. experienced. So do how, how have you handled that with your children? Well, I, I've always been very honest with them. If I do something wrong, I apologize. And I was like, I am not perfect. You know, I am, right. I'm just a girl that with every child, it's different. It's custom. Each kid, your personality, I'm going to get this messed up. And so we, I don't really feel judgment for my kids because we're always going up. Can you believe, you know, we make light of all the things that we right. do wrong and we laugh about it. And we just like reroute. Like I was, um, I was driving down to Florida a while back and the GPS said, turn right, like in point one, turn right right now. And I knew I had a hundred miles left and I'm thinking, what is the deal? And it had me, I took a right, like it said, and I went down this dirt road behind a trailer park and a Dairy Queen and came back like a U shape and back on the road. And I'm like, what, what was that about? Right. Right. And that's the way life is. It's going to take you off to the left or right. And you're going to get, yes. you know, lost and you're going to mess up and you're going to, you know, think you screwed up your kids and all the stuff. But, you know, we, God said in Ephesians 2.10 that we are a, we are a masterpiece created to do great things. I tell my kids that all the time. We're a masterpiece. Yes, we are a mess, but God created us as a masterpiece. So I don't really feel judged because we kind of set ourselves up our lives like that, that we're going to mess up and it's going to be okay. Well, and there's something that, and your kids are still, they're still not quite to that point either to where they start, they look at their life and go, I'm not going to do do it this way, the way you oh, I hear what way. you're That's saying. That's what yeah. I mean about judgment. And I've had other friends that have said that their children have said, you know, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to discipline the way that you did, or I'm not going to send my kids to a public school, or I'm not going to send mm -hmm. my kids to a private school, or I'm not, you know, like you did. That's the sort of judgment that I'm talking about. I see about. what you're saying. And yeah. I, and I will say that I did my best and that's what we thought, you know, mm -hmm. we needed to do for the moment, but look, just like naming your kids, you get to name your kids when you have your kids. Yes. You know, and it's easy to just be like, well, I won't do this and that. And I'm sure we did that with all, with our parents too. Yes. And we, we swing to the, you know, the opposite end of the pendulum in extremism. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it kind of hurts to uh -huh. be like, to hear that because you yes. think I gave you a great life. Right. But then, uh, you know, but I haven't really had that yet, but I imagine uh -huh. it would ready. hurt. Yeah. Get ready for it. You need, <laughs> you need to go ahead and prepare yourself. That's what right now over in our club, membership club, we're working with author Elizabeth Bowman and we're going through her book encounter. And so we were talking about that and she has, she has three children. Well, I can't wait are, to hear what you say here. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm well, taking notes. Just, well, her older two or college age, or maybe just her oldest. But anyway, she said, you know, when, when they if, if she hears comments like that, she just says, you know what I did the, and this is how I feel. I did the very best that I could do, like you just said. And, you know, if you feel that way, then build on what we've done and do better. And we'll yeah. be so happy. We'll be there to cheer you on. But I, I do hear that from a lot of moms that they, you know, and I have experienced that to where they get to a certain point that they're like, when I have children, this is what I'm going to do, which you, you don't really know until you actually have the children. What is that saying about 
somebody put on Instagram, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm going to be the grandparent to a perfect child, a, a grandchild, grandchild <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. or something like that. You know, it just kind of goes into play of, you know, making fun of their children for talking about how they're going to parent when they don't have children yet. So yeah. I think it's funny too, because I, I mean, I remember that as a child, or I have heard that from um, other, other kids and even my own, where it's like, I'm not going to work as hard as dad does. Right. And you know, I, I, let me tell you, like they have a great life. Dad works at home and they wrestle every night. I mean, he's very accessible, but they're just like, I'm not going to work as hard as dad. And I thought, well, I hope you don't, but you know, this is your first time ever actually getting a job. And he was like, wait, so when, when school's over, I still have to work, you know, or, (laughs) (laughs) and it's like, yes, forever. (laughs) And they're like, wait a minute. Cause when school's out, they can go party and have, you know, a good time in a summer and go to the lake. And now they're going to have to, you know, work (laughs) and all this reality hits. And you're like, okay, when you get in dad's shoes and you are paying for a mortgage and four kids to eat every few minutes, then I want to hear all about what you have to say. But until then, you just don't really have, you know. <laughs> right, you want to go zip it. Zip it, buddy, right. Zip it. Zip. But it is funny how we all have those ideas, those preconceived ideas of what parenting is going to be like. And that's why I was saying that it's funny to me when I hear these mommy bloggers taught in podcasters who have very young children And they go ahead right now. The big thing is to declare what your parenting style is. And I am a guest on a podcast tomorrow and the the podcaster is in California and she has, I think a baby, one baby. So one of the things that she wants to talk about is what my parenting style is. So they, they're really big on declaring a style, which that style, you have to pivot with your parenting style, according to the age and the child. So it's just kind of, things are so different now that it's so different than when I first started parenting. How about you? Oh, absolutely. We didn't even have (laughs) cell phones or, you know, (laughs) it was like 2001 when I started having kids. So um, I don't even remember cell phones came out like 07 or something. I'm not even sure. <laughs> 04, I can't remember, but it was all a blur. And really it's it's more like, okay, just keep them alive. You know, my car was full of chicken nuggets and Cheerios. And listen, if somebody doesn't have chicken nuggets and Cheerios in their car, especially with little kids, I, you can't trust them. <laughs> no, you cannot. Tr- I do not trust anybody who, when you open the back door of your vehicle or they do and nothing falls out. Oh, absolutely. Water bottles, sippy cups. I mean, yeah, <laughs> my purse. <laughs> We're not going to be friends. If you don't have something that falls out of yeah. the back seat, back door I actually, of your vehicle, we will not I, be friends. I, Exactly. I actually had a rat in my car for 17 days once in my minivan and it built a nest in the engine with the kid's diaper and a tennis shoe and a sock. It was so crazy. I didn't see the rat, but I saw the effects of what he was doing. And when we finally cleaned out our car and and like ridded it of all like um, McDonald's French fries and all the things and we had it detailed completely, he was gone. (laughs) Can you believe that? That is so crazy. Did you live out in the country at the time or no? No, I mean, I live behind Starbucks. No, (laughs) 
And the crazy thing is, is it was the first day of school and my minivan with the door opens up on the side and it was Mr. Rogers, the first day of, um, it was his first day on the job as a principal and he was doing a meet and greet. And I had put, um, those rat traps all in the car. Oh my God. <laughs> and one of the kids stepped on it and it <laughs> got his shoe and his foot was in the air. And he goes, mom, look at this. And the door opens and the principal goes, oh my God. <laughs> and you know what I said? I said, I told you don't step <laughs> in the rat trap. And he was like, I'm sorry. And you should have seen <laughs> I, I drove away and I felt like the worst mom ever. And the door was still not shutting. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, just, you cannot make this stuff up, can you? No. So I don't know what, what parenting style does that categorize into? <laughs> you know what it's not? Because this is what's funny. Now, you know, the big thing is gentle parenting. Are you familiar with that term, gentle parenting? The only reason I'm familiar with this is because one of my little preciouses, one of my, my LPs, I call my children my little preciouses. So one of my little preciouses has informed me that she is going to use that style of parenting when she gets married and has children, gentle parenting. But now this is the funny thing. So... <laughs> I'm already laughing telling you this. So she'll bring her puppy over sometimes. She has this adorable little puppy named Evie. She'll bring her puppy over. And she was fussing at the puppy, like in just a very stern, gruff voice the other day. And I said, that doesn't sound like gentle parenting to me. I, I'm not getting that from this at all. So it's just, yeah, it's really funny. Well, that's not I mean, gentle parenting. When you have rat traps in your minivan, that's not gentle parenting. That's survival. That that's is survival, survival mode right there, girl. It's like parent-teacher <laughs> conference and kids screaming in the background. Listen, I, I took my kids to the Dream Center in LA once, and I thought we were homeschooling while we were traveling with my husband. He would oversees a lot. So we're at the LA Center the dream center in LA. And the woman is like, I had them, she had them folding clothes for the homeless and they could come in and pick out whatever they wanted, like 10 items for free. And the kids were back there folding. And you imagine three little boys under seven, they were all running around just, and, uh, the woman said, my goodness, this, this, these kids are the sweetest little kids I've never even seen. Uh, they were at this time, 12 and under. Okay. And she's like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. They're folding their clothes and doing all the things we've never had a family. So like, you know, come in here and do such great work. And I was like, <laughs> you're like, don't say so in the back of my mind. I'm like, you're fixing to mess this up for me. Yeah. And, but for that moment, I was like, I put my hand at my chest and I said, oh, thank you so much. And as soon as I did that, right behind the woman they get into a brawl and there's like three <laughs> of them piled on top of each other pulling yanking clothes and I just had that like I'm gonna kill you look I don't know what that's probably not in the gentle raising of kids either but <laughs> <laughs> oh lord that is so funny. That's like when I'm out to lunch with women, I don't know about you, but somebody will inevitably will always start talking about how their child is gifted or they made this on the ACT. My child made a 35 on the ACT and, you know, all this and whatever they post on Facebook. And I always want to go, don't, I wouldn't get into that if I was you. Cause you know, as soon as you start talking about wonderful things like that, that's when reality hits and God goes, you know what? You're being prideful. So I'm about to hit you with this. 
Don't you agree? Absolutely. I had a kid, a mom one time and she said, oh, my little Johnny, he speaks Mandarin and he does, you know, all this. And I'm like, he was still sipping, you know, had a sippy cup, you know, in the corner. And I'm like, really? And while she's telling me all this, mine was eating dirt in the backyard. I could see it through the window. And I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) nobody ever posts that on Facebook though. My child is so smart. Like today he's eating the potting soil out of the flower pot instead of digging up by the fence. I mean, nobody's posting anything like, you know, I I would be like, oh, we're working on a science project today (laughs) and eating fiber. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to have any flour or white sugar today. That's what we're not going to do. So crazy. Oh my goodness. Oh, I know. Okay. So the big thing right now is what, and it, it was on the today show this morning. It's all over the place. And it's funny because I have a fifth grader is my youngest and I cannot believe I'm still buying school supplies and organizing binders, but I am. And the other day I was thinking, what color do I want to write science on? What color history? And I didn't realize that was such a big deal to put thought into that. But that's a big thing right now. So I want to ask you, what color would you assign to math? Just all, right off the top of your head. You're filling out these binders. Black. I hate Black. math. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have a funeral for math. I'm all for that. Yes. I got to algebra and then I like blanked out. I, I was, you know, geometry, uh, all of it was just over my pay grade. But, you know, at this point, at the end of the year, I don't even like sign folders anymore. <laughs> The kids last night were like, hey, mom, are you going to the parent, you know, get to know the teachers and stuff? And I was like, nope. (laughs) That's so funny because I didn't go this year either. And I laugh and say our fourth child is raising himself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) They just have to get creative and, you know, figure it out themselves. I'm, I'm past all this now. I know. (laughs) Me too. Me too, Stephanie. Okay. I've got some rapid fire questions for you. You ready? Oh Lord. No. This is going to be fun. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I have the best time with you. I don't want this to end. I know we've got to wrap it up though. Okay. Lipstick or mascara. If you have to choose between the two. Lipstick. I'll wear it to bed. Lipstick always girl. Yeah. What about lipstick or lip gloss? Lipstick. It's red. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like, okay. Books or television, movies, which one? Oh gosh. Uh, I Green love, time or book? I, I love television. I love Netflix. I would watch that on the beach over a good book. And I know that sounds horrible because that's what everybody's supposed to do is read like a great novel. But if I, when I read books, I'm all self-help. Oh, self-help. Okay. What about, what are you watching right now? I am watching a Virgin River. On Netflix? on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you love it? I love it. Love you it. should watch it. Yes. Okay. It's, it's really a great, great story. Okay. Okay. All right. Sweet or salty. Mm, I love chocolate every day. Chocolate. Okay. What dark chocolate, dark no, chocolate, dark. Okay. Lake or beach. Oh gosh. I was raised on the lake. I love the lake because you can ski and ride the boat and have picnic. Like I, I like, like, okay. Okay. This is a weird question. I know, but this is just for me. Detergent, liquid or powder. I'm trying to decide if I want to change. (laughs) That's funny that you said that because I'm always liquid, Uh but the other day they, I noticed the kids are putting like two caps in one laundry and it's going so fast. So I bought a box of the old stuff, old tide from, and I'm hoping it'll last longer. (laughs) 
Okay. All right. Um, favorite perfume. Ooh, I love anything vanilla. Vanilla. You know, there've been mm-hmm. studies done that that is the scent that men are ma- the most attracted to. Did you know what? that? No, I did not. That, ooh, oh. girl. <laughs> I know when I was little, uh, my mom had this friend that she smelled like vanilla. It was more like pound cake. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking when I get older, I want to smell like pound cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. Apparently you're, you're, apparently you're walking around every day smelling like oh. a pound cake. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. What we're going to end it with this. I hate to end it. You have to promise you'll come back. This is so I'll just fun. Come, I'll just drive through and stay with you. <laughs> yes, we tried that. Okay. What is the one thing that you wish that every woman knew? The one thing that I wish every woman knew mm-hmm. that no one's perfect, that yes. no one is perfect and that you have to be an advocate for yourself because no one is coming no one's going to do it for you. No one knows your dream like you do or understands your kids like you do. And if you knew that like you could create whatever story you want by boundaries and doing all those things by saying no and giving your best yes, then you could have the most incredible life. No mom suffrage. It would just be a celebration. Oh my goodness. I love this. There is so much freedom in everything that you just said, Stephanie, everything. Thank you. This has been so much fun. I just want, I want women to live a life of freedom. Yes. Just live a life of freedom, an unstuck life, you know, a happier, freer, unstuck life. And you can do that. You can do it. Yeah. Whatever we can do to help you along. We are happy to do, aren't we? Yeah, because when I wrote Living Your Best Life, it's not about a perfect life or a certain weight or your kids are always reading, you know, on the way to the beach with uh, and matching outfits. It's that's not living your best life. Living your best life is just being true to yourself and writing your own story. Absolutely. Well, I love you. Tell us how we can get in touch with you. Tell us how how we can all follow you. Yeah. So my website is Stephanie Pletka. That's P-L-E-T-K-A.com. And all social media is Stephanie Pletka. Yay. Y'all can follow Stephanie. I follow her. She posts the cutest. Your video this week, the college drop-off. Tears. Oh, and I have a podcast, Motherhood Mindset. So yes. And your book, your book. Living Your Best Life. You can get it where all, all books are sold. Yes. Okay. All right. We're going to do this again. I love you. Thank you for coming and we'll get together soon, Stephanie. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at Life Coach BFF, Facebook at Life Coach BFF. And also, we have started a small private group full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs. Come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF Show.